0: Sisters, it is brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. I brought on my pastor, there you go, Pastor Bumgarner. If you didn't listen to the episode we did together, Unresolved Issues, go tune in. This is not the first time we had this man on the podcast, so without further ado. Pastor, I got a question for you. Shoot. If God knows my future and has it all planned out, why do I need to prepare for my future?
1: The key is in the statement you just made. uh, God knows your future. And that means we have to get in tune with God so that we'll understand Where my future's going. Okay. God has a way, I think, of planting seeds within us to uh, help us become what He desires for us to be. Oftentimes, um, He'll plant that seed and we'll think, well, I'm supposed to take my talents and my abilities and the knowledge that I have and go this direction. But God is using that to prepare us, and train us up to become what He wants us to be, to do for Him. Once we recognize that that calling or that feeling or that understanding that we have now that, hey, this is what God's putting in me, so He knows what plans He has for me, so I now recognize that He has plans for me. What do I need to do to fulfill those plans so that I can be everything and achieve everything that God has for me?
0: The parable of the men that were given talents, of course, we see five, two, and one. And of course, the man with the one goes and buries it because the future was for him to have one, in his eyes, but the future of God was prepare, do whatever you have to do, because I'm not giving you something that's worthless, but something of value to bring more value.
1: Absolutely. We often forget that God works in our natural world just as much as he does in our spiritual world. We can be like the one that had one talent and buried it and say, well, God's going to supply all my needs. God never intended for us to just sit on the couch and say, "Well, God's going to do it." My grandmother had a saying: "God helps those who help themselves." Brother Kelsey Griffin, one of my mentors and instructors, he he always spoke up and said that we have to live for the Lord like He's coming today, but we got a plan like He's not coming for a hundred years. In pastoring, one of the things that you see is individuals who Fail to, to plan, failed to prepare. Everyone has an, a, uh, an obligation to live for the Lord with all their heart every day as if though he could come right now. Brother Griffin, he would say, now I expect the Lord to come at 12 noon. I'm going to look for him. He's going to be here. But if he doesn't come, then I'm going to expect him tomorrow. And I'm going to live for the Lord like he's coming at 12 noon today. Uh, You know, the concept is this, that so many people live for God like he's never going to come. Like, you know, the rapture is not going to take place, but it is. So we have to live a life of preparedness. And at the same time, in our natural life, we have to take the talents and the abilities that God gives us and prepare for him coming back just so we can show him what we've done with what he's given us. He knows what talents he's given us. And he's, when he comes, he's going to want to see what we've done with what he's blessed us with. So many times individuals want to blame the devil for their poor planning. My wife is big on, you know, delayed gratification. And that's one thing, if I see something in, in the generation I grew up in and in the generations following whether you're Gen X or a millennial or anyone at Gen Z, whatever you are, we don't really respond well to delayed gratification. Yeah, yeah. Why do I want to save? I can go buy it now and pay later. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard concept to, to get a grip on. In the word of the Lord, Jesus is speaking in Matthew, or excuse me, Luke, uh, the 14th chapter, 28th verse, I like the amplified version of of how it reads because it says, For which of you wishing to build a farm building does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see whether he has sufficient means to finish it? Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and is unable to complete the building, all who see it will begin to mock and jeer at him, saying, This man began to build and was not able he wasn't worth enough to finish it or what king going out to engage in conflict with another king will not first sit down and consider and take counsel whether he is able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 and you know that's the wisdom we, we have to employ in in God's plans for our lives. Of course God knows what plans he has for us. Right. <laughs> he he knows where he wants to take you. The difference between good and great is, you know, the man that has taken time to learn to grow into his calling, to grow into his God plan. We are our only limitation. You and I. The only thing that limits us in God's plan is ourselves. God knows what plans he has for us. But When we don't invest in the plan like God invests in the plan, you and I have the responsibility to realize that we have a calling not only to live for God today with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, which we should, but to also make sure that we are prepared to fulfill the future that God has for us. And, you know, someone says, well, I feel like, the Lord would want me to go into the medical field. The Lord wants me to be a doctor. Well, praise God. So someone that's called to be a doctor, oh, well, the Lord called me to be a doctor. Can I, can I operate on you? The devil is a liar. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, do, I, do I doubt their calling? Not at all. I really believe that God's calling them to be a doctor. But you got to prove the plan.
0: All right. You,
1: you got to prove the plan. You know, God knows what plans he has, but there's approving of the plan. Having been in the construction business, of course, both of us know what it is to look at a plan. And um, I have seen plans that did not have engineer stamps. They were questionable. But if it has an engineer stamp on it, that means the um, a mechanical engineer looked at it or an electrical engineer looked at it. And the calculations have been done. So we know that integrity of the engineering of whatever we're building has been approved by someone who knew the load, the calculations, the strength of the metal, uh, or what was being built. And um, it's, it's a proven plan. God gives us a proven plan, you know, and that is first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But that's an addition, right? It's not something that's just given. It's something that's added over time. And what I have found with with God's plans, as I'm growing in my calling, as I'm working daily, as I'm studying, as I'm, you know, going to class, you know. Um, I can tell you, having gone through a major surgery, that there is a major difference in the confident level of the doctor that I went to, the specialist, who had years of schooling and years of practice and years of, of opera. I was thankful that I had this individual. Now, while I was in the hospital, it was a teaching hospital, and there was a medical student that was learning, and I paid the price.
0: You said something that kind of caught my attention. It's that we get caught, so caught up in the spiritual that we forget that God works in the natural. And I see what you're getting at, because oftentimes when we do splurge, we actually say, well, God has given this to me. I know that he will do it again. Sure. And we often pick up the Peter and the fish. Mm. We'll get the money out of the fish. I was discussing this with my wife. I said, the only difference is, is when Jesus Christ told Peter to go out and get this fish and pay their taxes is because they were too busy doing God's work. I agree. They, they weren't out there buying name brand clothing and sandals, and just splurging, buying 18 loaves of bread and only needing one. Jesus said, because you are doing a greater work, I'll take care of you. But there was a whole lot of preparing before this. And I, I guess what leads me to ask you this question. So is me preparing a lack of faith?
1: Absolutely not. To me, it shows that you do have faith. Noah. The Lord told Noah to build an ark. He gave him a plan. He told him exactly how to build the ark. It took him a long time to build this. People mocked him and people scoffed at him and and I mean, you know, God told him to do it. God put it in his heart. Should he stop mid, well, this is crazy. What's having faith? Building the ark or saying God's going to build it for me? Sometimes we have to build the ark that God puts in our hearts and it may not happen overnight but if you continue Brother Keith Staines we love Brother Staines I think his son still helps out with this podcast every once in a while Elliot um, when I first met him when I came here he was just a few classes shy of having his first bachelor's degree and I I, I won't say I got all over him but I I highly encouraged him, man, finish your degree. Do it one class at a time. I also encouraged my daughter, who's now a math teacher, um, do it one class at a time. And it may not happen overnight, but it will happen if you'll just keep chipping away at it. And now, not only does he have a bachelor's degree in, in uh, criminology, um, he also has a went to Purpose Institute and got a theology to degree, and and now he's studying for his master's. He's doing a master's course. And he's achieving what God's called him to do. It's like Noah. Should Noah have ever given up the ark? No. He had faith that God spoke to him. And you think about it. It never says that after God spoke to him about building the ark, that God spoke to him again.
0: <laughs> well, I never caught that. I never caught that.
1: Think about that. Yeah. I mean, God told you to do something. You start doing it. You're building this monstrosity, and people are mocking you, and it'd be nice to go talk to the Lord and say, you're doing the right thing, son. You're right. you're, you're, you're following my will.
0: Nice to have a great move of God. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: that one conversation.
0: Wow. I never, I never got that. I never really paid attention to that.
1: So oftentimes, God will speak to us, and then it's a trying of our faith. Yeah. yeah, but it's up to you and I to be good stewards of what God's called us to do. It's up to us to be good stewards of the plan. That's I get. I keep going back to the plan. God has plans for us, and He shares them with us, and then He expects us to pursue the plans. Right in ministry, I've seen the men of God. Men come up to me all the time and talk about you, brother Sanchez, Brother Passion, and others, Brother Watt. I don't I don't have any special anointing for men, but I do see God potential in men, you know? Right. And I can see what God can make of them. And then I encourage. I encouraged you to go to P.I. I encourage them. And then as I saw you developing, I encouraged you in the fivefold ministry that I felt God was calling you to go into you know what I mean right and and so uh if, if anything I'm just an encourager of when God's got I see God's hand on people and God's calling on people and when you do that man you you see some awesome things right you're sitting on a couch doing a podcast yeah this wasn't my dream yeah but this is something God planted in you yeah and man it's i' This is great.
0: We got to be Kobe Bryant Christians. All right. But we got to have that mindset. Now, Kobe, this man was arguably the GOAT in, of basketball, the greatest of all time.
1: Well, I'm from the 80s and <laughs> yeah,
0: the 90s. <laughs> so I, I'm i a Jordan fan myself, guys, Okay. <laughs> I'm a Jordan fan myself. I'm I'm wearing some Jordans as we speak. But Kobe Bryant, he was just something else. But what got Kobe to be like this was the mindset that he had. While guys often were going to the clubs, Kobe was going to the gym. And I say that we need to be like this because there can be a sense of achievement that we reach that we feel that we're okay where we're at and we can't forget that there's still a growing. There's still a, now the disciples were cast before Jesus even got crucified. They were able to cast out devils. They were able to heal people. They were able to do what we desire today. What most of us probably pray for more than anything to have these abilities that were doing before Jesus Christ even got crucified. So you can say that they hit this mark in their life to where, They no longer needed to prepare for ministry. But yet they were still, as we go to the book of Acts, now we're getting out of the gospel where we can find these individuals saying, it's not me for us to serve tables and leave the word of God. So even though they were able to achieve, I mean, right after Peter gets the Holy Ghost, this man's picking up a a lame man and he's instantly healed. And we can often get there because God has done these things that we don't need to play our part. But what I love about this is that we are partakers. This isn't just Jesus Christ being a tyrant in heaven and saying, I'm going to control you and you're going to do what I say, as I did on the last podcast about legalism. Jesus Christ is not legalistic. What he is, he's in partnership. He wants to be in partnership with us in the way That we are able to do this is to show that we care. Preparation is me showing God that I care enough because I know who I was. I know who I am still without God. And if without God, I'm a very selfish individual and I will care only about what makes me happy. He filled me, forgiven me and set me on a new path. Now it's my obligation. Oh God, my lifestyle And the way that I prove this to God is the way that I prepare with my lifestyle. Let's be real. If you're a teacher and there's a student in your class who shows no ambition whatsoever to learn, you got that one kid, he's asking questions, he's showing up, he's participating, he's going over and beyond, he's even cleaning the classroom, you didn't even ask him to. That individual is showing that he cares to know. And for us, we have to remember because Jesus did say that there was a slothful servant. The man that goes, he starts abusing his fellow, his fellow workers and things like that, getting drunk. And when he comes back, remember, this is a representation of Christ here. This is Christ saying that I'm going to come back and I want to find people who are prepared. The thing that separated the the wise versions of, from the foolish ones, the five said, you know what? Even though he's not coming, I'm going to prepare like, he's coming. Right. And the other one said, well, man, he told me 33 days ago, and I'm just making the number up, that he was coming he ain't here. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to slack off. And that's what I mean about being this Kobe Bryant Christian is he was still in the gym even though he was a championship player. Even yeah. though he was an all-star player. Even though... He got, had these great accomplishments and achievements in life. He was still in the gym. Why are you still going to be in the gym? You know what it feels like to celebrate an NBA finals, be MVP, have your own shoe. You know how it feels to have a crowd, a whole stadium of people shouting your name. Why are you still in the gym? Yeah. Because I'm showing that I care. First to this. arrive, last
1: yeah. to leave. And well,
0: that, that's what we have to be.
1: So when you mentioned Kobe Bryant, you know, guys want to talk about basketball, the GOAT. You mentioned the GOAT. Right. In his championship runs, Kobe had one man that was key in making sure that they won those championships like Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. Yeah. Kobe was asked this If Shaquille O'Neal had your worth ethic, how great a player would he have been? And this was Kobe Bryant's words he would have been the greatest of all time. Wow. And that's the difference in players. Both of them are hall of famers, right? Both of them won multiple, uh, finals. I have a lot of respect for Shaquille O'Neal and there were days when he would just play ball. And then there were days somebody made him upset. He had put 45 on you. (laughs) You Yeah. He, he had the ability, um, but, but what made him not the greatest of all times, even in his own opinion, was the fact that he did not have the worth ethic. He did not have the preparation that that Kobe did. And so that's what goes from good or from great to even greater. Um, that's why in the conversation for the greatest of all time, you know, it's basically three, four names that are mentioned. But you look at their worth ethic and how much time they put into preparing and planning. Young people need to understand that uh, whether the Lord comes today or if he comes in 100 years, you have a heritage and you live up to that heritage, but then you have a legacy to pass on to the next generation. Every young dad needs to have term life insurance. It's it's not expensive. Especially when you're young and in good health, you can get it very inexpensive. But you don't know what the future holds. But you've got to think about I don't just plan for my life. I've got to plan for my children and my grandchildren. If you don't start investing a little now, then you won't have nothing down the road. And you say, well the Lord's coming. Well he can he is coming. And I'm I'm living like he's I am working as though he's coming. And I'm doing everything I can to tell everybody about him. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that the world knows the truth. There are things that we do for the kingdom, right? And then God gives us the wisdom to take the things he blesses us with, take care of our families, and prepare for their future, and even our future. Be dream builders. We talked about Joseph, he was given a dream. God showed him what his future was. Then it's like God abandoned him. And he goes through all these trials. But God was working the process of the dream. If he never made it to the royal prison, he would have never made it to Pharaoh's court.
0: Think about that.
1: You don't get to Pharaoh's court unless you've been a servant to a governor who's imprisoned you for his, because his wife lied on you. But because he was in that particular prison, he had access to Pharaoh's ear. See, God moves behind the scenes. We're doing our part, and then God is moving. Everywhere Joseph went, he had favor. He come out of that pit, you know, he's he makes his trek, but he gets taken in by Potiphar, and then he becomes over the he com- he is over the whole household. He gets put into prison. He becomes like the number one trustee, right? Right. So wherever right. he was, he excelled. Wow. All the while thinking, "Well, I had a dream. I had faith to believe, but God forgot me. God never forgot him. God was just preparing." Sometimes we think that. God doesn't know where we're at, or God doesn't care about the plans that he has for us. He's mocking us. He's not. He's just working behind the scenes. Faith is not magic. This isn't hocus pocus. We have to get in the right state of mind so we can fulfill the plans that God has for us.
0: I like that. As the saying goes, if you fail to plan, you plan fail. that's it it is not called unbelief it's called appreciation whenever I am planning it is not that I do not believe God I do not trust God it's showing God that I desire to be in partnership with him I'm gonna go above and beyond because Actions will always have more volume than words will. So it's not that you lack on faith just because you prepare. It's called appreciation of your faith is why you prepare. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the coffee is running low. So me and pastor, we gots to go. I love y'all, y'all, and stay encouraged. We out.